Namaste. I'm Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell here at the Unity Center in beautiful San Diego. Thank you so much for subscribing to this channel. Please make sure that you like the video you've just watched and consider making a contribution on our app or on our website. It's really easy to do. And thank you in advance for that support. It does make a difference. When I think about my journey in Unity, and I've been in Unity a long time, I found it right out of high school, really. It really, one of the core practices, I think, is this practice, this idea of no matter what's going on, no matter what's going on, do everything you possibly can to not just look for, but to look for and find the good. Like the line in the song, when the world's crashing all around me and hope's playing hide and seek. Did you catch that line? And hope's playing hide and seek. First thing I do now is find the good. And that is what the lesson today is about. It's about hope about the anticipation of new beginnings. That's what it is to, to find the good. That's what it is to have hope, to have the anticipation of, of new beginnings. We've been on a journey of looking at virtues and graces that can help us to live a good life. It doesn't come automatically. It doesn't come without practice. It doesn't come, out, come without commitment. It doesn't come without effort. But it does come by the things that we practice. And we are forever practicing, either consciously or unconsciously. We are practicing looking for and finding the good. Or we could be practicing looking for and finding what's broken or missing, what's not working, what upsets us. And either way, it's a practice. And the result of the practice is going to be very different. If our practice is looking for and finding the good, we're going to experience more and more and more of that. And we'll find that we're filtering out that which is unlike that. To me, hope is really about optimism. It's about a deep sense that there is a force of good operative in the universe. That even when things may not look the way we want them to look, that if we look far enough and deep enough, we will experience and identify that there is something good, something positive that is trying to emerge, that is trying to present itself to us. The idea of new beginnings, the idea of optimism, when Jimmer introduced the song, he reminded us of the times that we've been living through, right? They have been challenging. We have been forced to find different ways of doing things, different ways of being. And sometimes it has been easier than other times. It's been a time of letting go. It's been a time of dealing with loss. It's been a time for many of dealing with a sense of uncertainty. And these are the very times that we are meant to find a deeper way and a deeper commitment to practice. Unity is not something that just feels good when we come together on a Sunday morning, this uplifting way of thinking and being. 
It's meant to be something that we live out of. It's meant to be something that we practice on a regular and a daily basis. I will never forget years and years ago, a neighbor of my parents actually is still very new to unity. But our neighbor had heard about this thing called unity. And she said, oh yeah, that's just that feel good religion. And now when I think about it, I do, like you, I have to chuckle. Yes, in, in some ways she's right. There is, I mean, we don't use in unity guilt and fear and manipulation, right? So there is a sense of, hopefully, when you attend this or any unity service, that you leave with a feeling of upliftment. But to say that it is easy, I think, is a gross misunderstanding. Because it is something that requires that we practice. And that we practice in the the deepest, darkest, most challenging times in our lives. And we've been living through some of these right now, haven't we? And so this, this commitment to hope, this commitment to trusting that there is the opportunity for new beginnings, for a fresh start, a new chance, is essential for us to be able to get to the other side of it. As I was working on this lesson, I came across all sorts of readings and writings and, and came across one that I remember hearing about long, long ago. The idea, and I think it was first Friedrich Nietzsche who expressed this idea, that hope is the worst of all evils. That hope is the worst of all evils because it prolongs the torment of men. I don't know how that lands on you, but that doesn't land very well on me at all. Not at all. I think hope is absolutely the opposite of that. I think hope is what, what lifts us up, what says that no matter where I am and what it looks like right now, because there is a force for good, there is a benevolent energy, a friendly universe, if you will, that even in the darkest moments, something new, something good can emerge. But I have a part to play in that. You have a part to play in that. We have to pull upon our faith like we talked about last week. We have to hold an image of what it is we are trying to move toward and bring about. And then to hold on to that. In fact, I think that we can say that, that hope is like an acronym. That's hold on. Possibilities emerging. <laughs> You know, hold on, possibilities emerging. And I think that for those of us who do believe that we live in a benevolent universe, it doesn't mean that everything is easy and that everyone is on our side. It doesn't mean that. But it does mean that there is underneath it all this invisible, energetic movement or force for good. And I think we can even look at nature itself and see how nature, no matter what part of nature we're looking at, is always evolving and improving and growing. And that in nature, whether we're talking about in the, the plant kingdom or the animal kingdom, that in nature that is not forever progressing, not forever adapting, eventually perishes. You and I 
are so incredibly blessed for all the challenges that we may individually or collectively experience. We live in one of the greatest countries on the planet. We have so much that is going for us. And we have a teaching, a spiritual teaching with tools that we can use to be able to navigate through the tough times in our life, to be able to work with this force for good, to hold the image of what it is that we want to bring forth. In the book of Hebrews, it says of hope that hope is the anchor of the soul. Take that in for a moment. That hope is the anchor of the soul. The anchor of the soul. It helps us to be solid. It helps us to stand firm. It helps us reflecting back on that quote from Oprah Winfrey about the changes in life and that we need to find a new sense of gravity so that we can stand upright. Hope, the anchor of the soul. Remember, there's a difference between giving up and starting over. A difference between giving up and starting over. Giving up says, oh, forget it. Starting over may take notice of what has been let go of or lost, but also realizing that the slate is wiped clean, that there's an opportunity for something new. How many of you have not experienced some of these deeper thoughts in the last 18 months? Nod your head if you have, like something new. And some of us in this room already know what that is for us, for our families perhaps, and others maybe are still trying to figure out some of that. But that's okay. What to me is not okay is to give up hope, to give up the sense that something can be better and I have to apply myself. Let nothing stop you from letting go and starting over. Absolutely nothing. Let nothing stop you. Throughout this exploration of the four cardinal virtues and the three graces. I've pulled from time to time from a, a book written by Thomas Becknell that looks at nature, Mother Earth, as a teacher. And as he writes about this quality of hope, he says, hope must do more than just help us endure. I think he's right. Hope does allow us to endure. Hope must do more, though, than just help us endure. It should empower us to dream. Empower us to dream. What is the dream that's in your heart? What is the life that you would like to have? I was talking to a ministerial colleague and friend of mine about, about church and different things going on in church. And ministers get together and we talk shop. And boy, is there a lot to talk about as, as we, in, as leaders of faith communities, figure out what is it to have a hybrid church, a hybrid center that has people like us sitting in chairs or pews and countless others watching either live or after the fact. What is it that's wanting to emerge? What is the old that is meant to let go of so that the new can come forward. 
And as I was talking to my colleague, I was talking about one particular area of ministry. And at the end, he said, you know, Wendy, when all is said and done, create what you want. What is it that you really want to see? Hold that. Let that be both the anchor and what propels you forward. As I was working on this talk and working on this idea of hope, I came across something that was rather fascinating to me, and I found myself going, yeah, I think I recognize this. And it was an author who was writing about most of mainline Christianity. And unity, though we pull from the teachings of Jesus and we pull from the teachings of really all master spiritual teachers, our roots are in Christianity, but we're not limited there. And for that reason, and for reasons like we don't believe that Jesus is the only son of God, that Jesus was a great exception, we believe Jesus was a great example, that each of us is born with a spark of the divine within, we're not born in original sin, all of those kinds of things, right? And there we tend to part with mainline Christianity. And in this piece that I was reading, by an author who was criticizing some of mainline Christianity, I thought, yeah, there's a lot of truth to what he's saying. He was writing and saying that one of the problems with much of Christianity today is their hope is on Jesus coming back. It's after the fact. And it does, they don't give much sense of hope for today. And I thought, you know, there's a, there's a lot of truth in that, at least what I see as being expressed in much of mainline Christianity. Whereas in our spiritual teaching, we believe that all that Jesus taught, all the principles and practices are meant for us right here and now to co-create with this force of good, a better life, not just for ourselves, but a better life for our human family. And that means that we take these teachings in a hopeful, visionary way, not just to transform our lives, but to look and say, what, where is the human family hurting? And boy, it's hurting in a lot of places in a lot of ways, right? We can look at the increased gun violence that we see. We can look at what's going on in our environment, we can look at the tremendous racial unrest that still exists because we've never dealt with it. But we look and we say, and what is it in these teachings that I can use in a hopeful, visionary way to help be about healing some of this, not all of it, no one of us can do it all, but every single one of us, starting with right where we are, can be more hopeful about a better, brighter future for ourselves that extends out beyond ourselves. Hope should enable us, Thomas Beck Becknell writes, hope should enable us not merely to endure it should make us doers as well as dreamers. And sometimes in metaphysics, we do the dreaming part a little bit better than we do the doing part. You've heard me say over the years many times, eventually you have to get up off your 
affirmations. Right? The affirmations is the dreaming part. Don't hear me say don't do that. We do that. But it doesn't end there. We do have to get up off our affirmations and go out and do whatever is ours to do with this sense of hope, not despair, but a sense of hope in our hearts, of anticipating something brighter, something better, holding on possibilities emerging. Think for a moment of spring, right? You know, we're entering into to winter, really, but think of spring. How many of you did not grow up in San Diego? How many of you grew up where you actually had four seasons? Raise your hand, okay? That's still, that's quite a few of us in this room. If you grew up where you did not, where you did have seasons, and especially if your winters were long and cold and gray and dreary, there's a, there's a truth to this idea of cabin fever, right? That you just can't wait for what? For spring, the first sign of spring, because it is what? It's a sense of hope. It's a sense of new life, of freshness, of new beginnings. It burns in our very soul, I believe. I actually believe that we as beings are hardwired to be hopeful. And so it is my prayer, it is my hope, that there's something that I've shared with you this morning that just reignites for you, if it needs to be reignited, or amplifies your hope, your optimism, your belief for yourself and those you hold near and dear and love, that your life can continue to grow and evolve and be better and better and better. Namaste.